Christ. I was asked to give a brief introduction of myself. Uh, my name is Akabwe, and my other name is Kabwe. And uh, of course, I have other names which are now more public. But if you call me by that name, don't be shocked. If I don't turn around and look at who is calling me, I'm known as Kabwe Kabwe. My first name is Kabwe, my son name is Kabwe. And like I often tell people, if you forget my first name, just remember my son name. <laughs> but if you forget my son name, then I can't help you. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm married. Um, married for the past 30, going to 31. Um, pastor at uh, a church along Shinika Road called Grace Four Baptist Church. I've been there now getting to 21. Yes, I can't believe that time flies. Um, what else do I do? I don't know. Anything else you need to do? <laughs> That's right. That's enough. Well, what happened yesterday? Yeah, um, yesterday. Yeah, uh, yesterday I handed over my, or better put our daughter. Um, but those of you who were there, uh, people were asking me, why did I say, I think we do? So I'd forgotten to tell Pastor Kanye to change the phrase, who. Uh, gives away. So instead, he quickly went ahead without having rehearsed with me. So he said, Who gives away? <laughs> so anyway, there's nothing I can do. I just gave away. I just said, uh, we, we, we do. Okay. Uh, so bear with me. It's been quite a hectic week, but at the end of the day, we just have to do what God has called us to do. And I want to say thank you very much uh, to the elders of uh, Dollar Baptist Church for having granted me yet another opportunity uh, to minister the word of God uh, from Wednesday through to today, though yesterday I was unable to be with you. And those of you who haven't been around, uh, we've been looking at the, the love which God loves and the love which God hates. We spent some time on Wednesday uh, to look at uh, the two loves. And that is the love for the world and the love of God. And one of the things that we mentioned was that there's no way you can have these two loves at the same time. You either love God or love the world. And I did mention that it's possible to love, to love the world and still have a kind of a love, a deceptive love for, for God. But it is impossible to love God and love the world because our God is a jealous God. He cannot just allow it. You either love him or you don't. So there are no neutral grounds when it comes to loving God. And if you are here and you think that you can continue playing games with God, enjoy the world a bit and then come to God and lift up your hands and cry and go in your bedroom and do all kinds of things and tell God I love you so very much, you'll simply say, I don't know you. I never knew. And many people, like we know in the scriptures, will come and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these things in your name? Uh, he will not say, didn't do it in my name. He will simply say, I don't know you. You workers of iniquity. You never loved me 
to the end. I loved um, what Basandi did with the Jesus there. A very good illustration, which maybe I can give as I open my sermon. How many of you were watching World Cup? Oh, let me just put it. How many of you went to Russia? <laughs> Nobody. And you say you love the game. And you couldn't sacrifice to pay to go to Russia. <laughs> Anyway, the point I want to make is how many of you mean uh, in a way who was the best player? I mean, who was voted to be the best player out there? Very holy people. Okay, I quite don't know. I wanted an answer from you. Okay, whichever way, I think we had some good guys there. And uh, I think I've given this illustration before. It's just a way to, to break the ice. A number of us, I don't know a guy called, uh, is it Messi or what's the other guy? Ronaldo and all these guys. Uh, very, playing very well. Very good game. Let's imagine one of them, immediately after they, they finish playing, you hear that he's at Kafubu Mall having coffee there at Spa. And all the fans of Ronaldo rush there and say he's busy signing whatever they sign. And you've got this jersey, you've bought a jersey which is a counterfeit jersey written on Ronaldo and then just please have it signed. And then says, you know, I love you so very much. You know, I've been following you. I know you. In a... And then he looks at you and says, but I don't know you. <laughs> and children Ronaldo says, you're right. I am Ronaldo. In fact, you got this Jesus. He says, fine, this is my name. Please say, I love you so very much. And he says, I'm sorry, I, I don't love you. Because I don't know you. Many of us are followers of such characters who are busy making money. You love them, you have such a passion for them. They don't know you. They don't know you. You spend money to watch their games. They don't know you. They're busy making money. And unfortunately, a number of us spend money. We just pass the offertory basket, give to God. We spend time and energy coming to church. We do things in the name of God. And yet there is no love for God. You just do it. Because you have to do it. You have to come to church on Sunday. The love for God is very distant. It's that that comes from the heart. Like I said on Friday. This is how we know. Those who love God. They obey His commandments. They abide in His Commandments. This is how you know those who love the Lord. They hang on to what God has said in His Word. They may not necessarily be perfect, but you can see that they hold on to God's Word. They may not be the most popular individuals, but they hang on to God. This is how, those of you on Friday, remember I read a number of texts. This is how you know those who obey, those who love God, they will obey my commandments. They will obey my commandments. They will obey my commandments. And for today, I want to conclude. And I'm happy I was not here yesterday and I didn't mean to ask a leakage on what my other, I want to believe it was a brother who preached, my other brother who preached. Uh, but I want to conclude with. Uh, the blessing that comes with loving God. Friends, there are blessings. And when we speak of blessings, I know what we often think of. 
it's the material world. I can show you that there are many people who are blessed materially or who've been endowed with material blessings who do not love God. They don't even know God. They don't believe in God. So when we speak of the blessing that come as a result of our love for God, it should be deeper than simply outward material possession. Read with me First John chapter 3, and I want to make my main focus on verse 17. I don't want to go back. Um, if you missed the other days, uh, thank God you can. I think they're doing some recordings here, but uh, I am a strong believer that preaching is an event and God is there. Of course, you might miss and <laughs> miss out the presence of God as we read the scriptures and worship together. It's another thing just to listen. Listen, God says, as John writes, do not love the world. That's the command. Do not love the world. That's the command. All the things in the world. And then he goes on to give the argument. The motivation. Why you should not love the world. Here is the argument. If anyone loves the world. The love of the Father is not in him. The command is but one. Do not love the world. And he gives a reason. One such reason is, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. For this is what the love of the world looks like. This is the way it is. For all that is in the world, how does it manifest itself? The last. Those sinful desires, the lust of the flesh, things that concentrate on enjoying yourselves, filling and feeding your sensual desires of your body, those things, if that's your focus, then the love of God is not in you. Or the lust of the eyes, those things that pop before you, and when you look at them, you just get, wow. You change your agenda, you change your focus in life, you change your accounts, you change even where you want to stay, live, and retire. This is a better place. The last of the eyes, the things that we see and engage, not because they are stemming from the scriptures, but because they glitter and therefore they move your decisions or drive your decisions. And then the pride of life. He's simply describing this world, the pride of life, things you have achieved, or the status of who you are. Even better put it, the things that you may even have achieved within the circles of Christianity are better off. They are not spiritual. We are. They don't understand the scriptures. We do. All those things, if they focus on yourself and others are down there. Because, you see, pride of life is a sin that is very, very common. 
amongst even God's people. And all of us who are not Christians, this is your category. You are locked up and enslaved within the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And people are busy pursuing these things. It's unfortunate, and, and, and I ask myself, for us who are Christians, we even know these things. I don't know why we easily slide back and forget the reality. And this is what he says is, if this is what characterizes you, he simply says, then the Father, the love of the Father is not in you. Remember those of you who were here said, this is not the love of God. The Father who has loved you very much, the Father who sent His Son to die for you, the Father who pursues you in your sins, even when you're not excited and you're not even interested in obeying God, He's, he's patiently waiting for you to come. And when He sees some light in you, He just runs towards you. Like that picture we have of the father to that prodigal son. And then he goes on to give another argument, a motivation. Why you should love God and why you should not love the world. He says, and the world is passing away. Not just the world. This world system which is passing away. It goes on to tell us, but also I'm the last of it. Even those desires that may look to be sweet today, they will one day pass away with this world. And then that last phrase where I want to spend some time on to simply open up what I believe that teaches. It says, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, of course, you can quickly see this is all about love. Loving God. Loving God. Being consistent with scripture and God's mind. The loving of God has to do with he who does the will of God. Where do we see the will of God? It's from the word of God, the commandments of God. So anyone who holds on to God's word and faithfully submitting to God's word will abide forever. In him we will see the love of God. Just briefly, and I think I'll be short. I don't think I'll take, I mean, sometimes that's what I say. Oh, sorry, I preach usually one hour at church. And, um, you know, it's very easy to coach your church, to preach 20 minutes. After 20, everybody's tired. To coach, to sit, watch football in extra, extra what? Extra time. And if your, if your team is losing, you want even more what? More time. Why? Because you love what? your team, but I'm not just trying to manipulate you. Let me just say this. Let me just make some observations, and then I'll make some application to show us the blessings of loving God. First observation is this from that text. Why we should not love the world? 
the world is passing away now those of you who were here when we spoke of the world we're not speaking of this world although truly this will be renewed I'm a strong believer there will be a new world the new earth and the new heaven but the world the system will pass away turn with me just to illustrate that point from 1 Corinthians chapter 7 we're speaking of the form the scheme of what this world is all about 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 21 29 I'm just trying to explain and also to fill in those who were not with us on Wednesday and through to Friday 1 Corinthians chapter 7 Paul is speaking of marriage but he, he, he uses a phrase which ties in with what John says this world is passing away chapter 7 verse 29 now he's speaking to those who are married and, and married yeah. <laughs> my daughter when I was whispering to her at the reception says so this is what you wanted he says yes dad you know it's okay but I've got tears anyway go um, verse 29 but this I say brethren the time is short so that from now on even those who have wives should be as though they had none those who weep as though they did not weep those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice those who buy as though they did not possess and those who use this world not misusing it for the form of this world is passing away the form of this world now what is that form it's the system of the very things such as kingdoms cities families possessions and all things it says they are passing away and friends if you did not know the things Okay, let me say this. Let me ask this question. Very simple question. We just moved. We're living in a house next to the Mananas for about 15 years. Any of you who lives in your own house here, just lift up your hand now. Oh. Are you a holy monarchy? Your house, your personal house. Okay, those who live in rented houses. Now let me say this. This is a fact of life. I just want to show you just a quick application to simplify it for the sake of those who might not be theologically grounded or understanding. Wait a minute. The house you are living in, somebody lived in that house. I remember once upon a time we lived, there's a piece of the room where we were our neighbors, we were in Mulomba. And uh, whilst we were living there, a white couple, not a couple, a white man and, uh, and the son, very old, came and knocked and says, um, I just want to show you my son. This is the house we used to live in, in 1957. Very old man, 
He says, he says, you see this locket tree? Oh, that tree is still there. What happened to this house? Because <laughs> it looks very, very finished, dilapidated. <laughs> the point I'm making is, even your house, which you think is your house, is your own personal house, someone will come and live there unless Christ Jesus comes back in the next maybe 40 years or so. You're simply passing through the world. Now, that's the understanding. It's not really that this world. It's the systems, the possession. He who has a wife, let him live as if he has no wife. He has, who uses this world possession, let him live as if he has nothing. It's that life of having a loose touch to the things of this world. A loose, very, not a grip whereby it's even very difficult to understand whether it's yours because you won't even crush it. He says, let them live with this attitude. Why? Because the world is passing. And then he goes on not to just talk about the world which is passing. Why you should love God. He says, wait a minute. Even the last itself is passing. It's passing, that's what he tells us. And the last of it, the passions, the desires to own, to possess, will pass. Here, maybe let me speak to those of us who are a bit older. Friends, the last. Ah, I wish I was in a group of all old people here, just old. You know, uh, recently I heard somebody say there was a time, uh, there was a, what do you call that, uh, the coming together, you were at the same school, okay, 50 years reunion. And so, and this illustration I got it from someone, just, just two weeks ago, and uh, it's a, a man called John Maxwell, if you didn't know, I was sitting in a conference where he was speaking. So, so he said, he went back to this place, the old school, 50 years. And when he walked into that hall, he looked and says, I saw these old people. <laughs> then he looked at his wife and says, dear, is this the way I look? <laughs> said yes. <laughs> so they, uh, they sat around the tables and discussing and so forth. Then he quickly realized that everybody had become a pharmacist. He says, when did you change your careers, you people? Because around the table, everybody was talking about oh, this egg. I'm drinking this medicine. You know, uh, for the sight, this is what I'm doing. It's everybody has become a pharmacist. He says, you guys, when did you? Then he tells my wife, maybe I need to go and have a proper checkup. <laughs> this world, even the last, is past. You may have this energy. A passion, a desire, an ambition to achieve. It's just a question of time. Even passions of the flesh. You touch there, you're a champion, that girlfriend, that woman, that man friend, and so forth. You can't make time. There'll be no desire. Do you know that? You just look and Anyway, we've left it to 
we had our time. Even the last who pass away. I mean, I don't know, but I think, like I told you, I'm a Christian now. We're trying to build a house. We started a small thing. Then, because of the last of the eyes, I told my wife, I see a bit. And says, oh, no, we put a cup of tea. And then later on, I realized the, the amount of uh, iron sheets and the material that, no, no, we can't just put cars in, in this. No, let's just put another room here. Before long, there's this morning, she said, What have I done? The last of what? Then somebody came on back. I just—it was yesterday. This in fact, this morning, my cousin uh, passed there, and my mom and so forth. She said, "Now that they are going, what have you got? This is first time. What will you do with this?" <laughs> of course, we are sinners. You want to find a special Christian, some justification, amen. <laughs> yes. No, when we grow old, we will start a ministry of hospitality to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> that people will be coming, those who need a house, place, come and we'll be busy. That's who we are. And we don't realize this thing will do what? Pass so you lock that bedroom, no one enters. You lock that one, no one enters. And they just, just, and, and finally, if you didn't know, you have your own passage like... What do you call those things that run with four legs in the house? Rats. They are the passage, and they are, this is how they create a passage. As they move, they keep urinating. Huh? So they can just, you, you wonder how the, the, the rat quickly gets and back in the whole way it goes. Why can it take past? Uh-uh. It keeps urinating, and before long, you've got a passage because you can't even use the other road in your own house. It's from that end to that end. And before long, it's touching the wall to that end, and you're done. And that's what he's saying, that this world, even the last of it, will pass away. But we are so hooked. Like I told you, was it on Thursday? Or, or, or when, when is I can't remember, was Friday. The three pieces of what? The devil. His puzzle, there are only three pieces. Last of the flesh, last of the, of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now it will pass away. Now what John is simply doing is trying to give us a motivation, an argument, why you should love the Lord. And there are blessings. Now listen, this is how he concludes. He says, he who does the will of God abides forever. I'm sure the studies who have done some Greek and also understanding the exposition of the scriptures. You know, he said these things will pass away. He turns and he says, but what will abide? Because the opposite of passing is what? Remain, isn't it? So he says, what is it that will, which will remain? It's one who does the will of God. Like I said on Friday, it's one who obeys the commandments of God. How do we know those who love God? They keep, they obey his commandments. And so he concludes by simply saying, you see, loving God is inseparable from doing his will. This whole text is all about loving God and not loving the world. How do you bring in obeying or doing the will of God? 
Like I said on Friday, the two are inseparable. This is not the way you know that you love God, that you attend church. Anyone can do that. This is not the way that you know that you love God, that you preach like Mr. Kabul. Those who have a gift of oratory can even do better than me. This is not how we know that you love God, that you worship with your hands up. And I can do it. In fact, they do it better in the stadium. Um, this is not how, that's not the way. How do we know? Obey, doing the will of God. Now, I know when I speak of the will of God, it's simply another way of saying the commandments of God or the word of God. He who does this will abide forever. It's the abiding forever which I'm interested in to apply and use that phrase the abiding forever. It's the abiding forever in the favor and the blessing of God. It's the abiding and remaining forever not just here on earth but even beyond the grave that will experience these blessings. They are possessions and other blessings we may talk about. I mean, even wives like Paul refers to he was a wife, letting him as if he doesn't have a wife, he was a husband, and so forth. Because he knows these things uh, will not abide forever. But he who does the will of God abides forever. The abiding forever, friends, is this. First, that God will not depart from your presence. He will not depart. That God will not forsake you. God will not be separated from you. God's presence will constantly be made manifest in your heart. And everybody will be able to see those that abide, they live differently. And how do you know and how do we test that there is one who abides forever? And this is what I want to do. I simply want to show you the blessings that come with abiding forever. First on the first hand is that God will ever and always be on your side. No, secondly, you will ever endeavor to live and to hold on to God's arm that you may experience the blessings of abiding forever, of having a life that has a relationship with God. Yes, once in a while, because we are human and sinners, you may stumble and stray from the God whom you love. But once in a while, you may even feel as if God is not present in your heart, the dryness, but those who abide within the word of God will experience this eternal, perpetual experience of God's presence. And this is what we call God's presence, friends. This, let me just put it this way. It is what is the true blessing to be and to experience God's presence. That's the true blessing. Listen. Anything else will do what? Pass away. Let me just show you as I read some scriptures. First John, um, did I say first John? Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, 
and verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 16. And you just see from there, I'm using that text just to show us, and I'll start giving you, and I'll be very quick about 11. I'll just mention them, the blessings that come with loving God. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 16, the word I'm interested in there is blessed. And see the connection of blessing with those who hold or abide in the word of God. 30 verse 16, we read there, In that I command you today, to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his judgments, I'm sorry, to keep his yes, judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will do what? Bless you. The Lord your God will bless you. In the land which you go to possess. The condition of the blessings. Of abiding. Of experiencing the presence of God. The commandments. I give you today. Walk in them. Obey. Do my will. I will bless you. May I say something, dear brothers and sisters? There are blessings that you never receive until you do the will of God. But again, let me just say this. It's not a gamble, a business you're doing with God. It is required of you and it's a commandment. So don't say like many other preachers will tell you, give and be blessed. It's true, but we don't give because we want to be blessed. We give because we love God. And God in his own way will bless us. In fact, if you didn't notice there, he simply says, and I'll do what? Bless you. He didn't say, say how I'm going to bless you. He said, I'll bless you. So I'm saying, there are benefits of loving God and doing His will. And the benefits are the ones I'm referring to as blessings. They are blessings, my dear brothers and sisters. Loving the world has its own temporal excitement. And sometimes it's so sweet that you get just deceived. What are some of these blessings? Number one, and this is what I want to refer to, I said I'll be a bit quick. The number one thing, it might not necessarily be um, uh, the number one, but the fact that you'll be a blessed person. So when we say our brother is blessed, what we often say, our sister is blessed, we look at the car he or she drives. Amen? We look at the house. We look at maybe other possessions, the status. Ah, those are blessed. Where are you, Paul Robert? Wait a minute. Those are the blessings. The outcome of one who is blessed because he or she lives in the favor of God. In any case, if those were blessings, then I wouldn't want to have those as blessings because those are just an end. Because they will do what? Pass away. I know some very rich man. A lot of money. Cars. He can't drive himself. <laughs> you know that? Eh? 
So he has to look for who? Child. And sits at the back. Not because he wants to look like an executive. There's now phobia. Just So he sits at the back. You drive nicely. If those were blessings, how can your blessings now create anger, uh, fear, and so No! Friends, it is the presence of God. Here's another blessing. Just to, to abide in the word of God. And I love this one because it's a clear command. First John chapter 13. And this is where Jesus Christ is simply saying, if you want really to be a blessed person, be like me. Live like I have lived. Now, if you were to compare yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ and just think through, you will discover, like Mr. Kabo, maybe you are not even blessed, you are still caught up in the love of the world. And we, are, we read there in verse 34 of John chapter 13, and it says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you, that you also may love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a simple verse which many times we don't even realize that uh, if we are to be like Christ, we are now opening our lives to live the way he lived. And if we are to live the way he lived, we are simply saying, let me do whatever you command me to do and let me live the way you lived. And just look at the way Jesus Christ lived. Because I know he was a blessed man. He lived a very simple life. Amen? A very what? Simple life. He lived a very transparent life. He don't just live a transparent life. He lived an accountable life. He don't just live an accountable life. He lived a very obedient life. Father, this can you remove this not my will but what your will oh be done he lived a sacrificial life he sacrificed for many he did not just live a sacrificial life he also lived a life of selfless where he humbled himself and even to be treated like a creature when he was basically the creator of all things if we need to talk about being blessed Let's attempt to live like Christ by doing the will of God. He set the bar high. This is how we know that you are my disciples. This is how we know that the love of the Father abides in you. And you love the Father. Live the way I lived. One of the things that I've kept asking myself, Mr. Kawa, what has gone wrong? Live a simple life. When you start bragging about what you have, they just know you're not like Christ. And whatever blessing you're talking about, they'll simply do what? Pass away. Or if they not pass away, you'll very last for those things. You'll simply do what? Pass away. You'll be just admiring to your things. And before long, one of your terrible sons, because there are always some terrible sons, if you have a son, will simply say, time up. Like not to not to exaggerate, I remember somebody was telling me that uh, 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 
there is somebody that don't want to say certain things, sometimes I speak here forgetting that they're recording and then forget. My own young brother. My own young brother. Because it's good. Nothing I last born. And my father has got a big piece of land in Kasama. Those of you who been to Kasama, there's a place called Mulenga Hill. It's just a big piece of land. He got it from his uncle who was then the man in charge of that piece of land. And most of the people around that place, the retirees, have uh, died. It's only Mr. Muila, who was the former principal at uh, Lukasha Trades, where my father retired, was a lecturer there. And uh, the neighbors with my father. And the only two, my young brother, because he got broke, and he just said, now, nah, you die, your friends have died, so that we can also enjoy. She <laughs> said, what do you mean? Why are you wishing them dead? He says, why are they still here? Because all they do, they just wake up in the morning, sit outside. Mom is busy sweeping, even if it's not even necessary to sweep. As long as it's in genetically sweep, they put a bit of some water there so there's no dust to sweep, so they don't die, so that we also do what? In These things are possible. But thirdly, I don't know whether that's the third point. You know, just loving God, the blessing that will come out of that. Friends, a number of us live in fear. We are tormented and bound by so many things of this world. So that there is no liberty in you to live and be yourself. And so we put up these masks. Loving God who cast out fear and all the torments. Because you will know the one who knows you deeply, you can't hide before him. This is what somebody told me, if you are married, this is how you know truly that you are yourself. Kneel down with your wife, pray together. Only those who are terribly wicked will be praying with their wives and say, Father, you know how strong a Christian I am. You know, Lord, how powerful I am. You know, Lord, and if you are praying over something, the wife will open her eyes and say, What's going on here? What's all those things you are talking about? Very powerful, man. You failed to tame, just to tame your time. You're you very powerful, man. Lord, you know how holy I am. No way. Because she knows you. So you will be liberated from pretending you'll be yourself. So those who know and abide in the will of God and are connected to the love of God, when they live, they don't live to do what? Please us. They live ever in the presence of God. It's a blessing to love God and to remain in his word. Because the word will set you what? You won't pretend and be like any other person. Remember, I think it was Friday when I said, is it Thursday? When I said, you know, many of us live in the theology of Tachakamoneke, we know. It won't look good. You visit somebody who's in the hospital, and if you don't visit them, it won't look good. So you go there not because you're laughing. But out of what? Mere duty. If I don't attend the cell group, Tachakamoneke, we know, it won't look nice to the cell leader, the elders, and so you go. Not because you love the cell group, not because you love the word, but simply because it won't look good. Be yourself. The truth will liberate you. That's 
Those are the blessings. You are who you are. I remember a man called Mr. Logan Yasulu. He was writing about puppeteers and uh, preachers is known within, you know, from Baptist and <laughs> Chula. So, um, and he came to Mr. Kabwe says, uh, We are struggling. I mean, you can go and Google it. I mean, just those who are on Facebook with Logan. Then he says, This is who Mr. Kabwe is. He is himself. Me, when I see him, sometimes, not always, the certain things I tell the children. But last Sunday, that illustration was not true. <laughs> <laughs> Until my wife, you know, that's why she could sometimes be married, she said, you sometimes just forget this. No, what if I can I forget this? <laughs> Be yourself. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's to be yourself. Because God knows you. Friends, we can go on. But basically that will not just if you want to text maybe John first John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. The love we've come to experience in Christ. But let me quickly, because I can see time is flying. There is also a blessing of God's presence. A, bless, a blessing of God's presence. Now listen, when we speak of the blessing of God's presence, uh, which uh, the Latin will say, comradeo, <laughs> that God is ever present. You and I cannot invite the presence of God. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the skill. It's not even possible. You and I are commanded, instructed to enter into what? The presence of the Lord. And to experience the blessing of having the presence of the Lord, it all comes upon out of one who loves God. And because you love God, you'll abide in his word. Because you do the word of God, it will demand on your part, on a daily basis, to do the cleansing, which we call the ablution of your body in terms of the spiritual life. Because you know he is a holy God. You won't just approach his presence, his throne, in a manner that is not worthy of who he is. Who he is. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. John chapter 14, verse 23. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Brethren, friends, this is the highest blessing you shall ever experience. God the Son, God the Father, and God the Spirit. They come and make a home in your life. To know as you walk, and even you say it uh, with a clear conscience, He who is in me. 
Don't fear anyone but anyone that who will kill both the spirit and the body. Because God has come to live in you. My dear Christian brother and sister, you are here. I'm speaking to myself as well. Do you know that this is the reality of who you are? That God lives in you. Do you know that Jesus Christ lives in you? It's a mystery we can't go into detail. Do you know also that God the Holy Spirit lives in you? He who keeps my word, he who abides in my word, he who loves me, we will come. We will come and make his life our home. Not many of us love God to this extent. Like I told you, you can't invite. Come, come in our presence, O oh Lord. We plead you, come, come. You may cry like I used to cry with my friends a long time ago. We used to go to the mountain when you're praying, you know. Come, Lord, come, come. Wait a minute. All he's asking you is, cleanse yourself. Do what I've commanded and approach my presence. But the sweet blessing is for God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, who come to him and make our home with him. That's the highest thing you and I should be pursuing that God lives in me so much that as you go with the passions of this world, the last and so forth, and wait a minute, these things are passing. I don't want to lose this presence, this sweet fellowship. You, you read Psalm 51, the one I read, you, the way, where David was saying, please do not take away, renew this. I'm missing something. And those in whom God abides, they're very conscious when they, are, when they sin and they quit want to turn to God. God, have mercy upon me. Yes. But that's not all. Let me quickly. Finally, and not, oh no, not finally. Uh, oh no. Just five minutes, I'll be done. Friends, those who abide and do the will of God, here is a blessing. Because it's, it's in doing the will of God. John chapter 15. And I'm picking these verses because they, they associate with loving the Father. If you remain in me, John 15 verse 7 from the NIV, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish according to NIV. And it will be what? Given A blessing of doing the will of God and abiding in the will of God. Friends, we will have our prayers what? Answered. And you ask yourself, why are prayers not being answered? If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask the whatever you wish will be in line with God's word. And he says, and, and it will be given to you. 
There are those prayers, like I said on Thursday, which God uh, will not answer. And you will not even spend time to listen to. Because they are outside his radar. So these are not the prayers. These are the ones who want those who remain in me, those in whom my word, in other words, who obey my word. These will have the blessing of having their prayers. What? Two more, then I'll be done. The blessing. The blessing of doing the will of God and loving the Father. Friends, it will create in your heart. It will create in your heart a true contentment as you live in this world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are a picture of what I said, remember, on Wednesday. When you have that, that bathtub, that drainage system, that opening. Leave just a bit of it, just close, there's a little small piece. In the morning, the whole water will be out of the bathtub. This world with all its lusts and passions, it will just drain you. But if there is this which the Bible tells us, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 11, chapter 13, I'm sorry, verse 5. The fact that you remain in the word of God and you are and, and, and abide in him. Friend, this is what is going to happen. He will help you to deal with lack of contentment. Contentment is one such sin that has killed the church of Jesus Christ. We are in a battle of covetousness in a very subtle way. Coveting, coveting because of lack of contentment. And the lack of contentment is brought about because we are not remaining in Him. We are not conscious of His promises. He has said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. Be content in me. Believe in me. I'll care for you. I'll deal with all things that may create anxiety and fear. If only you can remain in me and conduct your life without covetousness, contentment, contentment. Friends, we are living in a time and age when you have so many things that glitter and it makes it very difficult to be content with what you have. The world of forms. One of the things that surprises me, it's these are our children. The young people, you look at the type of phones they have. I wonder, how much do you get? How much is the phone? 7,500. You, 7,500. What are the benefits of having a phone of 7,500? Young people tell me, what are the benefits? Oh, it's fast. The pictures are wonderful. You know, when you're good, everything downloaded. Is that why? Is that what life is all about? Good pictures, selfies. That's what all means the pride of life. 
The last of us. Contentment. Oh, nowadays I know I was somewhere. And then this guy produced this carbon. And he's sending messages. Not, not just my numbers. Not touch. He was busy. I said, ah, that guy either is backward, poor, or he's trying to show that uh, these are just things that are passing. But whichever case, are you a contented person? If you're not, let's not talk about blessings. Because you keep chasing, keep chasing. Finally, I'm not the least. When we love God, and we love Him the way He has prescribed in the Scriptures, friends, we will not miss out in resisting the temptations of this world and the devil. Because we love Him. And I want to read to you a text and I'll be done. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. First John chapter 5. And everyone who loves him, everyone who loves him, who begot also loves him, who is begotten of him, verse 2. By this we know we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Now notice verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God does what? Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith in this great Yahweh. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now notice the context in which John is using that. He saying, by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. That's the chorus of this passage of scripture. This is how we know. He summarizes the whole love of God. By loving God and loving our brothers and sisters. And by keeping the commandments of God. By doing this, we shall overcome the evil one. We shall overcome the temptation. We shall overcome that which has bound us. Friends, the whole subject and the theme for this church, uh, rekindling our face, Alva, and the theme for this Bible week, uh, not loving the world, uh, it all boils down to this. Do you know and believe that Jesus Christ is born of God? And do you, do you love him? Do you love Christ? Anyone who is begotten of, of God loves the brethren, loves God, and keeps the commandments. This is how we know the children of God. 
and I want to plead with you and urge you. Maybe present here and you're saying, what is this man talking about? What I'm talking about is this. First, you're not a child of God. This is how we know those who are born again. They love God. They don't just love God. They obey his commandments. They don't just obey his commandments. They continue not to love the world. They cast out that through loving God and abiding in his word. To you who is here and you're not a Christian, here is my prophecy to you. Because I'm a prophet as well. Just keep on loving the world. Keep on enjoying the lust of the flesh. Keep on chasing the things that glitter, the lust of the eyes. Keep on pampering yourself with all that you have achieved. There will come a day according to the scriptures and according to God. When those things will pass away. And what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? The value of your soul cannot be compromised with the love of this world. You are such a precious soul before God that God loved you so very much to send his son to die for you, to take your place. And all that he's asking you with his arms wide open. My daughter, my son, come. Come. Come unto me if you are heavy laden. Come unto me with all your sins. I mean, all your sins. And when you confess, and if there's somebody else, just confess some of those. And then, alone in the bedroom, tell him, Lord, according to the list, there's also this, that. Now, are you able to, come to forgive me of this one? And he says, yes. Oh, okay. Lord, remove this bed. I know you are here and you are a sinner. I know. Those of you who are Christians, you are a sinner. You sin against God. You keep enjoying the pleasures of your flesh. Sensual pleasures. Keep enjoying things as you see. And priding in whatever you have or you aspire to do. As brethren who are Christians, let's not allow ourselves to be deceived. We like these things of the world. We love them. We love them. And I didn't mention last week, the things of the world are so sweet, but it's sweet poison. Sweet poison. And it will drain your life. But the joy for the Lord is not there. The passion to serve him is not there. And the desire to love and even forgive our fellow brothers is not there. You just become like one of those who are still outside the love of God. Brethren, let's love God by doing his will. And God will abide with us forever. May the Lord help us to love him the way we ought to love him. Amen.
Thank you, Pastor Kabuko, for sharing from God's word. May I request the... Oh, okay. I, I, I was looking for Elder Ngobongo. I've seen him. Elder, you may come. On behalf of the church, let me just um, express our appreciation to Rokawe for accepting the invitation to minister among us uh, this week. Um, even just those of you that came today, I'm sure you are going away with something. We have a challenge, of course to be those who are doers of the word. But my main specific task is just to say we appreciate your partnership in ministry. And we pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and your family. Sorry that you lost your daughter. <laughs> but it's part of this world. <laughs> yeah, keep losing them. Thank you so much. Pass our regards to your family for allowing you to minister to us. I'm sure they would, have, they would have held on to you and said, look, there are very important things to do here. Why, why are you accepting this invitation? <laughs> so thank you so much. Pass our appreciation to them as well. God bless you. Shall we rise congregation and sing our closing hymn, Jerusalem the Garden, with milk and honey blessed beneath thy contemplation. For those who are in the Lord, as the pastor was saying, it's a very lovely hymn. This man was homebound, was really looking forward to be home where he's so sweet, that we cling on to this world.
to meet my Savior, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my rock, my master, of him forever sing, and hear in awesome wonder, well done, well done, well done. Enter ye now forever the home of three in one. May I request our brother and deacon Fred Tembo Senior to pray in closing as I request you to remain standing. Get the microphone. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you use your mindset and so greatly that we can reflect our lives. And Lord God Almighty cause us to repent of the things that we do. Many a times, oh God, we are just but duty bound. But Lord God Almighty, deep down our lives, we do not follow your command. <coughs> Hence, this morning, oh God, we confess that till we pass, oh God, David prayed, create in us a clean spirit, create in us, oh God, that love that draws us nigh, that draws us closer to you. Our Father and our God, we want to pray that you cause us, oh God, to have that self-control, to control of our lives, to spare time, to meditate, to read your words. Oh God, we pray. We plead with you, our Father, that indeed all the things that we do will be to your will and that which pleases you. Our Father and our God, now we do want to pray that may your grace and love be upon each one of us now and forevermore. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. May I request the Pastor Kawe Kawe and our visitors to join in as the pastor will be leaving for the foyer so that we could meet him there. All our visitors, please, you can join in and follow. After that, you will be ushered to the church hall. And if you don't know the church hall, the building on the left side as you exit through the main foyer. And Sheila there would also follow in and attend to our visitors. We are on duty today. Sheila Day members, please follow. And ushers, where are you? Please guide as we ought to exit. Ushers, guide the church as we exit. Thank you so much. You have come to the end of our worship service this morning. There will be no evening service. Please take note. There will be no evening service. Let us communicate to those of our friends that we know that either they are out of town or they do not come in the morning. Please text them, tell them that there is no evening service today as it has been communicated to us in the course of last week during the Bible week. Thank you so much and God bless you all.